This summer I did the backstroke, and you know that that's not all. I did the breaststroke and the... What is it? It's Schmanners. Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's Extraordinary Etiquette. For Ordinary Occasions. Hello, my dear. Hello. Now, it's been a while since we did, like, a cold open pre-roll joke. Yeah. Except just, uh, one, I love that song. It's a it's, good song. It's a great song. song. The kids love that song, too. That's the thing. BB and Dot. A Swimming song. BB from a young, like, from, like, three years old was like, did the one... Did the one backstroke? I'm like, you got it, bud. And <laughs> it's just such a great song because it doesn't build to anything. It feels like a summer day swimming song. It's called The Swimming Song by Rufus Wainwright III. Uh, is that right? No. Yes. Loudon? No. Loudon Wainwright? Hold on. I got to look. I don't think it's Rufus Wainwright. No. It's definitely not. It's the dad. It's the dad of Rufus Wainwright. Um. Yeah, Loudon Wainwright the third, excuse me. Um, but it just both of our kids now love listening to it and they'll request it. And I've sung it like for as uh as lullabies for both of them. They both really enjoy it. Um, but swimming in a swimming hole, which is what we're talking about, uh, it's what I always think of. because uh, there's the line in there about uh I swam uh in a public pool and a reservoir to boot. Yes. At the latter I was informal, at the former I wore my suit. Wore my swimming suit. Um, so, and I'm sure we'll talk about this a lot. But the first question, and I think a lot of people had this when I said on on the social means, the social means, that we were talking about swimming holes. What constitutes a swimming hole? And I think I know what my answer is. Okay. Can I give it? Sure. I think a swimming hole, I think of it as uh, not like a large body of water. Like a lake isn't a swimming hole. Correct. A lake is not a swimming hole. I think it has to be, well, first of all, I think it has to be naturally formed. Okay. Um, And I think that it has to be fairly small. And I think it has to be remote. Um, I understand why you would say that, but that is not quite it. Okay, what is it? So there's a there's an adorable little controversy about this. Oh boy. Um, the first one being so according to Wikipedia, it's a place in a river, stream, creek, spring, or similar natural body of water which is large enough and deep enough for people to swim in. That's kind of broad, right? So yeah. There, there's actually a person, um, Dave Hajaz, uh-huh. who has written. Several books on the subject. Wait, on swimming holes? Yes. So, a freshwater source capable of replacing a neighborhood or backyard pool. Oh, see, I agree with that. Because, historically speaking, there were often, like, dammed up creeks and streams that became swimming holes, right? So, it doesn't have to be naturally occurring. It can Mm. be mm, sort of adjusted. Okay, naturally occurring isn't the word, but... A freshwater source. But see, here's the thing. Like, I wouldn't call a pool a swimming hole, right? right? Because, like, it's the concrete form. But I think you could dig out, like, for example, a quarry, right? Right. And then a quarry floods, and the quarry becomes a swimming hole. Right. Right. But that's not naturally formed, right? People dug that out. But I don't think it can be, like, a poured concrete basin, right? I think it has to have a 
natural feel to it? Sure. Yeah. So it is, you're you're right. It is a hole. It is filled well, with sure, water. Well, sure, babe. That's right there. In, and you swim in it. We know. Yeah. But here's here's what Dave says. Okay? What's Dave said? So, like you said, a lake is a lake because regardless of anyone swimming in it, mm-hmm. it still exists as a lake. Sure. Right? But Dave says that a swimming hole doesn't exist on it on its own. Uh-huh. And doesn't fulfill swimming wholeness until someone actually gets in there and swims. Dave, it's it's deep. It's deep like a swimming hole. And true. <laughs> I agree. Um, so, you know, to 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 summarize, a relatively large, but not so large as to be a lake. Uh-huh. And you need to be a swimming hole, it needs to be hot enough to get in to swim, and a person has needs to, swim to have it. swum in it. Now, sw- swim? Swim? Swam. Swimming. <laughs> now, here's the thing, too, because I do think that there is a colloquial aspect to it. Sure. Where it's like a lover's lane or a makeout spot, right? Okay. Where it's like, in order for it to be a swimming hole, as Dave has said, people have to swim in it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think it has to be known for that, be it in a community or in a family or in whatever, right? right? It's not just a hole you find and swim in once, right? Let me, let me tell you how I, in my in my own brain, describe a swimming hole. Please. A swing, like a rope swing or a tire swing mm. or something, right? You know that it's there for swimming when you find that thing that people have put up for. Now, right? I, I, but I think we're getting into a squares and rectangles conversation here where I think all swimming holes should have tire slings. But no, all places with tire slings are swimming holes, but not all swimming holes have tire slings. Okay, fine. Okay. But I understand sure. what you're saying. Yeah, but you know that that's what it's there for. Also, it helps. Is Tom Sawyer there? If Tom <laughs> Sawyer's there, then it's a pretty good bet. What about your personal experience? Have you have you done swimming holes? Now, so the aspect of it in the first definition, the Wikipedia one of it mm-hmm. being like an offshoot of a thing, I've done stuff like that, right? We're it's either like being in places in like the Smoky Mountains or on like New River Gorge or something like that, where it's just like here's a little or like uh, here in the Little Miami, mm-hmm. right? Where it's just like, well, here the water is especially deeper, or there's like a kind of uh, inlet or whatever, where you can, like, go swim around there, and there's, like, a swing off a branch into the right. water. Yep. But as far as, like, found, you know, well, well, out behind the house, you know, if you go about a half a mile that way, there's a swimming hole in the woods. No, not really, because growing up in West Virginia, not a lot of, like, swimming holes in the mountains and hills and stuff. It's not that kind of vibe. Also, I grew up in not the backwoods of West Virginia. I grew up in a city. <laughs> and so that didn't happen as much. Now, that said... There was Four Pole Creek, right, that ran through uh, the Ritter Park, right? And we would go there, and I, uh, no lie, catch tadpoles and stuff mm-hmm. and build little mm-hmm. dams, and there were, like, fallen logs across it that were bridges and stuff. But not quite deep enough for, like, no, swimming. Not unless it, not unless there was, like, a flood. And at that point, you don't want to go in it because it was moving very quickly. It was Your not. dad likes to tell stories about swimming in the Ohio River. Yeah, so back when my dad was in college in, like, the 70s, he and his friends decided one day to swim uh, from Huntington to Ironton, like, right across the river. But it's, I mean, it's a fairly wide point of the Ohio River at that point. And they got chemical burns uh, yeah. from because at that point water was very very polluted, 
Uh, it's a barge river, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's, especially at that point. And yeah. especially, remember, during the 70s, there was a lot of coal, I mean, more than there is even now, like coal uh, mining and, like, you know, natural gas stuff and everything, and there was no EPA. So mm-hmm. people were just dumping stuff into the water. And so Dad got chemical birds, and, like, they talk about they swam across the river. It took forever, like, hours to, like, two hours or something to swim across. And they got over there and realized, like, well, we don't want to swim back, and it's mm-hmm. way too. I don't think there was a bridge there at that point, so they had to call one of their girlfriends to like drive and come pick them all up with like chemical burns on their body back home. They were dumb. Oh, Bad dad, idea. dad, and his friends. So I have very specific memories of tubing down a creek, um, which is what you do when you're too lazy to canoe. Um, uh, I did. Hey. I'm not going to say lazy because I think there are different experiences because tubing is much more like we're all just getting engaged in the day and rest and relax. Yeah. And canoeing and kayaking is a lot more effort and work. And it's just like, I want some exercise. It's when you're you're not really going anyplace. You go tubing. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a spot um, where we would tube that you could, like there was the tire swing. Right. Right. So you would pull your tube up on the bank and you could actually like, it was deep enough where it wasn't just like, because a lot of this creek, uh, basically, I mean, the reason that you would tube is because if you put your butt like all the way through the tube, mm-hmm. you would you be sitting the on the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a place where that, I mean, obviously you could like stand up and be covered in the water, but it wasn't so deep that you could like actually swing and jump. So there were a lot of people who got like... Like tiny little cuts all over. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. They ended up just on the wrong side of the gravel. Well, I also think so. Now I think what we're hitting on is I think a tiger swing is great to denote the area of a creek or a little river or whatever. Right. Where this is where the swimming occurs versus a standalone body of water. Mm-hmm. Right. That it's just like, well, you can jump in and swim here. Right. right. Okay. Okay. Ah, uh, this is, we're 10 minutes in. I don't think we've talked <laughs> about etiquette at all. We've just rambled. <laughs> Uh, there's a little bit of history to go with swimming holes. So, um, so water formed on the earth. Yes. Okay. No. Okay. Um, so Europe and the UK, they actually have a rich history of wild swimming. It's called there. Um, because you know, it's, I don't know. It's the UK. They always have different words from us. Ah, so so much better. (laughs) The way they say basil. Um, And it really came about in the beginning of the 19th century, Um, this like outdoor swimming renaissance, as it was, started because this is where the contemporary artists of the time were rediscovering the thrill and appeal of the outdoors. I mean, you know, think like the English Romantic movement. Um, So like Thoreau and stuff? Yeah, Wordsworth and Thoreau and all those people. You know. Those weird guys with beards in the woods. <laughs> That's right. Those weirdo beardos, you know. The the movement was all about capturing, like, the divinity of nature in paintings and music and sketches. And Gross. Prose and stuff Ugh. like that. Give me concrete and air conditioning <laughs> any day. So They didn't have air conditioning, though, right? No, they didn't. So that was, they probably were like, it's hot in here, it's hot out there, might as well be where the trees are. <laughs> and then fast forward, like, you bring Thoreau to here now, and you're like, this is called central air, and he's like, whoa. I'm going to write books about this. <laughs> um, so there And you were... call this an Xbox, Travis. Show me All more. Right. Okay. A movie you. with minions in it, you say. Okay. 
this is where you start to see like the waterfall surrounded by trees and mountains emptying in a beautiful tranquil pool. Yeah, right? whatever. Ugh. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> you don't like it, huh? No, I do. I do. It's just fine. Um, so this is when people spent time in like the Lake District of Northern England. Sure. Um, Walden Pond. Yes. Right. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and Walden so, books. <laughs> so the, in fact, the study and search for the quote picturesque and sublime natural pools reached. Uh, I mean, it was just e- exponential, is what I want to say during the 19th century. Um, and so people instead. Of taking trips to, like, Provence or Tuscany. Sure. Uh, I like the way you said that first one, by the way. Provence. Provence. <laughs> People wanted to take trips to the valleys of Wales or... That was cheaper. Or Yorkshire. <laughs> A lot easier to get there, I bet. If you were already there, I guess. But this is... Okay, can I just say this is where... Listen, I'm from West Virginia. I love the outdoors. Mm-hmm. Uh, hypothetically. From a distance. Yeah, I like pictures of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like it from a train. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, is like, this is just where you get into aesthetic differences where like, listen, yeah, finding a beautiful waterfall is cool. But in waterfalls, that's where they're supposed to be. Show me a cool waterfall indoors and I'm I'm over my, when you find like, oh, that looks like a real waterfall, but it's inside? That book, no, I'm just kidding. They're both great. I find them equally beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I said it out loud and realized it was true. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Okay. So um, in Europe, right, which is, you know, where the kind of like romanticism movement started. Sure. Uh, there's been public bathhouses throughout most of Europe mm-hmm. for, you know, all time, um, which didn't actually exist in the United States. Right. Because it was all kind of like wilderness things. Um, And just before the turn of the 20th century, some municipal pools started to pop up, but mostly on the coast. Yeah. Um, And so uh, if you lived outside of a major urban area or in a landlocked state, you know, no rivers or whatever, what you had to do was explore to find a swimming hole. Right. Or like I said earlier, you could dam up someplace. Um, at that point and, and make one yourself. I mean, the ideal is always, like, especially if you're somewhere more north, you find a, a spring, right? Sure, that, yeah. That's another big thing when we talk about that uh, romanticism and everything. It's also about the time when we start getting really into, like, taking the waters of places. Mm-hmm. Um, and that idea of, like, well, this is natural water, so it will cure what ails you. And if you can find a hot spring to bathe in, like, forget about it. That was, like their height of luxury and healthiness was like, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Bathe in this old stinky water. It's hot and great. Taking the waters. Uh, Mostly it was just full of sulfur. And for them, (laughs) it was very much that like, well, it tastes bad and smells bad. So it has to be good for you. Must be good. So um, one of the other things that Dave points out is very important. Count Dave. For a swimming hole. I just love that we just keep referring to him as Dave. <laughs> Dave told me uh, about swimming holes. Is the name, okay? Most of these places have names in the community, sure. right? Um, this so, is what I'm talking about of like the colloquial of like a lover's lane or a makeout spot only exactly. becomes that because everyone knows that that is what it is. You know what I mean? So... I want to talk about Deep Eddie specifically. I love Deep Eddie, and I would love to talk about him. But first, <laughs> but first, a thank you note for our sponsors. I want to tell you about Bombus. What's Bombus? What is it? 
Who knows? Nobody. No, wait. Okay, we, next we sponsor. Do. Wait, we, we do? We do know. Oh, awesome. Well, their mission is simple, right? They're going to get in. They're going to rescue you and get no. it. No, wait, sorry. No, they're going to make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you are also giving to someone in need. There's a pair of Bombas socks for everything you do. Think about everything you do in your life. For every one of those, there's a pair of Bombas socks. You just have to go out there and find it, my friend. <laughs> they come in tons of options, like comfy performance styles made with sweat-wicking yarn, which is fun to say, which means your feet stay cool while the rest of you works up a sweat. This is true. I got a, I bought this pair of, like, uh, socks from them. I bought a lot of pairs of socks from them. But I bought this one pair that every time I slip into it, Makes me feel cool. And I don't know why. It's just that it is a certain kind of like black with like this like aquamarine stitching that I'm like, oh yeah. It's time to do some stuff with these socks on. Anyways, uh, also their t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, and the perfect weight so they hang just right. Absolutely true. And did you know that socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters? That's why Bombas donates one for every item you buy. So go to bombas.com slash schmanners and get 20% off with your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash schmanners for 20% off. Bombas.com slash schmanners. Schmanners is also sponsored in part this week by Quip. The Here, Quiet Whip. The Quiet... Well, no. No? That's not it at all. Uh, but Quip uh, is a great way to make... Healthy habits, easy. Especially for kids. For but kids. that's just a personal thing. I mean, here's the thing, right? BB just had a, uh, a dental cleaning. Sure. And um, let's just say that although no cavities. No. Her score, she loves the score that they give her. Well, who right? doesn't? Her score. She is, she is my child. She loves quantifiable data. <laughs> the score had been steadily declining. Mm-hmm. Right? Enter... Quip. Yeah, because now you know what she needs. She needs floss, mm-hmm. and she needs mouthwash, mm-hmm. and she loves both of those things she a lot. Loves the ritual. I told her she only had to do it at night, and she's like, "Can I do it when I brush my teeth in the morning too?" We're like, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you got and it, Quip is a really big part of that. The toothbrush that we got for her um, has the built-in timer, which she loves. Uh, not only does it keep her brushing for long enough, it also tells her when to switch. Uh, quadrants, as and it were. I, I don't know how to tell you this. The other day, she did a big, uh, she did a big confession to me, and she told me that sometimes she keeps brushing after it stops. Oh, how? <laughs> and sweet. I was like, "That's a, that's okay, buddy. That's fine. You don't have to, but um, you're not in trouble." And stylish and affordable electric brushes are starting at twenty five dollars, so yeah. you won't be paying through the teeth. Is that a thing for better oral health? It I absolutely thought it was through the is. nose. No, I thought it definitely was through your teeth. We'll save it for our idioms episode. All right. Okay. Uh, If you go to getquip.com slash schmanners right now, you'll get your first refill free. So that's your first refill free at getquip.com slash schmanners. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash schmanners. Quip is the good habits company. Hi. I'm Janet Varney, and just like you, I survived high school. And we're not alone. On my podcast, The JV Club, I invite some of my friends to share the highs and lows of their teen years. Like moments with Aisha Tyler, 
But when you're a kid, the stakes are just pretty low. Go to school, try not to get in trouble, get laid. Jamila Jamil. I watched television probably every waking hour during that time and I was shit-faced on medicine. And Dave Holmes. We talked and talked and then everybody left. It was just us two and I was like, I love you. Learn how you too can be a functioning adult after the drama and heartbreak of high school. Every week on the JV Club with Janet Varney. Find it on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a judgment-free show. Hi, I'm Biz, host of One Bad Mother. Whether you're a parent or just know kids exist in the world, join us each week as we honestly share what it's like to be a parent. I signed my stepson up for a camp that is actually in another state. I feel really stupid, and I don't think we're going to get the money back. And then he found out that the car manual is a book about cars, so now he's reading our car manual. We have... <sighs> So join us each week as we judge less, laugh more, and remind you that you are doing a great job. Download One Bad Mother on MaximumFun.org, and yes, there will be swears. Okay, so you were about to tell us about Deep Edward. No, Deep Eddie. So, an Eddie, uh, is an Eddie like a current? Yeah, right? An Eddie's like a current? A little bit. Um, so this is right. a very popular swimming hole in uh, Texas. It began as a swimming hole located along the Colorado River. Um, and by the 20s, it had the 1920s. Excuse me. <laughs> I was going to say, babe, that's when we are now. <laughs> the 1920s had become a resort. And by the 30s, a bathhouse was added. And it's now on the National Register of Historic Places. And, you know, there's even a song about it, The Deep Eddie Blues by Jimmy Dale Gilmore. Okay. So an eddy is a circular movement of water counter to a main current causing a small water, a whirlpool. Cool. Sure. Now. What now? Oh, what now? Yeah, oh, sorry. Okay. Tell me more. <laughs> I said now, and then I realized, like, it was one of those, I don't know if anyone else does this, where it's just like, oh, no, there's been a half a second of silence. I'm panicking. I need to make some kind of noise come out of my mouth to fill the silence. And then you see something, and it sounds like you're about to make a point, and you're like, oh, no, I didn't have a point planned. Like, you might say, so. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I got no, I didn't have anything after that. Mm-hmm. And... I think that, you know, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the importance that swimming holes have in indigenous communities as well. Yes. Um, there is a swimming hole at Havasu Falls, um, which is, you know, about a 10-mile hike to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Um, and, you know, there you will be greeted by a 100-foot waterfall. Okay, I'm impressed by that. And this is on the land belonging to the Havasupai people. Mm -hmm. um, and because, I mean, that name literally translates to people of the blue-green water. Okay. So they're named directly after this gorgeous water filling this natural pool. Okay. Great for swimming. Okay. So would you say the Grand Canyon is the world's deepest swimming hole? Or is that the Marianas Trench? No, the Marianas <laughs> Trench is in. It's in the water. In water. You I mean, know that there are things that happen where you can have underwater lakes, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yes, that's. Is that an underwater swimming hole? No. Oh, but isn't it? Though? I don't. I don't okay. think so. Okay. Um, so today, today swimming holes are you know a little less picturesque than some of the ones that I mentioned earlier. But well, a lot of land has been developed. That's true. Mm -hmm. um, but you know. 
the thing about a swimming hole is it's usually like a community place, an event that would happen there. We would all kind of like just go. There'd be a large group of people partaking at once. Um, Whenever I think about them, I do think about them in terms of like an Andy Griffith kind of thing of like, well, we're all going down to the swimming hole, right? Like that it's a it's a hot day. And the kids would be like, yes, this is what we're doing today. We're all going down there. Right. And there's or a the kind fishing of hole, which is a different thing. Different altogether. place. Uh, you don't want to confuse the two <laughs> folks. There's kind of a, a legacy almost like a heritage spot that in, you know, like the one that I used to go to when we would go tubing. I went there because somebody's older brother took me there and they had gone there. And, you know, there was like this this kind of community that happened sure. there, which yeah. was really, really great. Um, so do you want to go swimming right now? Me? Uh, listeners? Oh, okay. I thought you were asking me and I was going to say, not really. Here are some things that you should know. Um, Googling is great because a lot of these places... But don't Google around other people. It's embarrassing, <laughs> and that's between you and your God. A lot of these places are listed on various blogs or whatever, but you should really just talk to the locals, talk to people in your community, and figure out if there is a place that you could go. Um, I mean, and they will be able to know, you know, the best time to swim, what the water temperature and the location, and any other precautions that you need to be aware of. Now, listen... Here's what I'll chime in and say here as someone from West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Be careful how you ask, too. Because if you're, like, visiting a small town or whatever in a more, like, rural Appalachian place or whatever, don't be like, so where's the swimming hole? Right? Because then it's going to be like, get out of here. Right? But I would say instead, like, is there a place people go swimming? Is there anywhere, like, where I could hike to? Right? Yeah. I think asking questions in that way. But don't make it seem like what a cute touristy thing to do to, like, really go visit the, the old swimming hole or whatever. Because, I don't know, I'll probably send you to the desert. (laughs) Um, So another thing that uh, swimming holes don't really have are lifeguards. Yeah, I actually think that that is a qualification of that. I think it'd be wild to be like, oh, we found a place in the woods. And Derek was there and he kept everyone safe. So maybe do do exercise caution and maybe not bring your smallest of children. Um, Anyone who cannot swim... Uh, proficiently really should not be in a swimming hole. Yes, agreed. Um, and so a lot of these places are uh, kind of off the beef- beaten path, like you said, right? Like through, uh, you might have to hike to get there. Yeah. Um, some some might have parking lots or, or... Now, yeah. Yeah, they might have fields that you can park in or there might be like actual like dirt track to drive. But a lot of these places are just kind of like, you know, like I was saying, you had to tube down the creek to get there right? where I went. Um, and so stay on the trail and make sure someone knows where you're going and when you'll be back because that's just like good hiking etiquette. Good hiking etiquette. Uh, along those same lines, I would say uh, anytime we're talking about going into nature, anytime you're outside, basically, or visiting anywhere, basically, uh, the, uh, you know, leave only footprints, take only pictures or whatever rules apply. Exactly. Don't move rocks or mess with the shoreline. Don't do cairns. Don't do cairns, folks. Listen, I know it seems fun. And listen, have I done it in the past? Yes, absolutely. But don't do it, right? Because you're just moving stones around and you can mess stuff up. And, and the fish might need those rocks to hide under and stuff. There you go. Um, and also, there are usually like dusk and, and dawn 
are where like things like deer go to sure. like drink water and things like that. So think about the times that you're going as well so you don't disturb the wildlife. You're visiting the wildlife's house when you go out in nature. How would you want that deer to act if it came in your house? You ever thought about that? Uh, I also highly recommend um, not just leaving it like you found it, but leaving it better than you found it. Pick up trash while you're there. Throw some stuff that's already there away. Make it even better than it was before you found it. Um, a lot of these places have little signs, things like, you know, no glass or whatever, right? So don't, you know, be disorderly or drunk or anything that would bother others. Like, leave your boombox at home. This is, you know, enjoy the nature. Speaking of... Please be aware that in many state and national parks, alcohol is illegal. And if you bring it, you might get fined and or arrested or have to dump it out. So be aware of this. Do not uh, do not get uh, caught. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> hey, don't do anything illegal unless it's fun. No, no, don't. No. Also, don't dive in. No, like, literally just don't. It may look deep enough to dive, but you never know what's at the bottom and you never know exactly how deep it is. And there might be, you know, you know, you could cannonball to the wrong place and get stuck on some, you know, like concrete or old rebar if it's a quarry or, you know, whatever. Yes, this is now where uh, Teresa and I being moms and dads and parents and adults change because 20 year old me would be like, well, is someone else doing it? Because if someone else does it first and they're fine, you're probably fine. And now 38-year-old me is like, man, there's sticks and rocks and stuff in there. Don't. No. Don't do it. Also, watch out for snakes. Yes. Just thanks. a good rule. Watch out for snakes. Uh, don't bring your dog um, because if you are in the water and the dog is not in the water, you're probably not going to be able to get the dog to come back to you if they ran off after wildlife or whatever. Sure. Um, if... If you do bring your dog because somebody says, like a local or whatever, says it's all right to bring your pup, do bring your leash, okay? Well, yeah. Um, you, you not only want to, you know, keep other people's safety in mind, keep your dog's safety in mind. You don't want your dog to wander off or anything like that. Um, and I highly recommend doggy life jackets. Yeah, that's great, too. Um, and like you said earlier, don't don't break the law. Don't like trespass or or things like Unless that. Unless it's a silly law. And, no, don't. But I mean, if it's a no. frivolous, a lot of those things. Like, sure, if everybody gets in there, but you get caught one time, and then it's all, the fun's all over. Hey, I said that. Don't trespass. That is for real. <laughs> don't trespass, y'all. Don't do it because. Not not only could it be that this is uh, maybe this quarry has chemicals in it, also right? True. Yep. Uh, maybe it's empty for a reason. Maybe oh, if like there's... a cryptid. There's <laughs> no. a cryptid in there. Is that what no. you're saying? Some kind of giant snake? Like it might be. It might have undercurrents. Oh yeah. It might have, like I said, chemicals, or it might be like a, a local dump site. You don't want to like be Haunted. swimming around all that stuff. Haunted? Can it might you, be haunted. Can you haunt a body of water? Yeah, babe. What do you think Davy Jones does? Huh? Come on. Well, or but, the Flying Dutchman. Flying Dutchman's a haunted ghost ship. What are you talking about? Yeah, but that... Hey, babe. Babe, read a book. <laughs> read a book, babe. There's ghost ships all over the place. You don't think there could be ghost ships in a swimming hole? Tiny ones. <laughs> Tiny ones. <laughs> little ghost ship with ghost dinghies. 
Um, hey, don't one man ghost canoes. <laughs> no, <I> just, uh, <laughs> oh no, I cracked myself up. Okay. Um, regardless of what I said earlier about people damming up rivers and streams and stuff, don't do that. Um, the Beavers ones will take care of that for you. <laughs> the ones that already exist, we can't do anything about. But if you make new ones, you change the ecosystem and the wildlife around it. So just, you know, stick with what's established. Now, I have a question here. We have a couple questions here. Wait, I have one more. Okay. No matter what Mr. Wainwright says, don't get naked. Oh, see, that was one of them. Izzy wanted to know about skinny dipping. No, don't do it. Because you get leeches on your butt? Not only that. Okay. Um, a lot of our historical friends swam nude, but a lot of those also historical friends didn't believe that women should have the right to vote. So that doesn't mean that they're right. Wow, about what everything. an interesting connection to make. Okay. They're, they can't have been right about every single thing. So well, sure. don't swim nude. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Deus Guy wants to know, what are the tire rope swing protocols? One of them is make sure that the area underneath is clear mm-hmm. before you jump. The junker asks, how do you ask someone to move politely? You ask them to move politely. Say, hey, can I swing? Is that okay? I don't want to land on top of you. There or, you go. Or you just have to wait till they move out of the way if they can't hear you. Sure. It's it's better to wait than to land on top of someone. Well, sure. But I also think it's a pay it forward, pay it backward kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, when you jump, when you land on the water, move out of the way and hope that everyone else does that too. Just know like you land, whoo, I'm up, oh, I felt great. Swim out of the way. Yeah. Um, And once again, though, don't assume, right, like that it's okay. Unless you know this is like a perfectly deep body of water, even then. I wouldn't do it, but I'm a coward, and so that's a big part of it. Um, let's see. Andrew wants to know, how many people is it okay to bring? Oh, you mean, like, gosh. Like, don't just, like, have a party there, I guess. But, like, I, I, I mean, this is something you have to answer with your heart because, like, mm. are you uh, – a, a small get together, a small gathering of like-minded individuals, I think is is fine. But like, I mean, I feel like there have been times where it's like the whole senior class of the high school goes or something. I think it's dependent on how big the the water is that you're playing in because it's kind of gross to be in there with everybody, right? Well, I think this is the same kind of uh, rules that I would apply to going with a bunch of friends to a bar or restaurant where somebody said, how loud can you be there, right? The answer is, well, how many other people are there? Because if like you're at a bar and it's like you, five friends, and the bartender, the place is yours. Have fun, right? You get to a bar and it's like you, the bartender, and like 30 other people, right? Now you need to be more respectful because you're sharing the space with everybody. So if this is the kind of thing where, yeah, we're going to go on like a Tuesday afternoon, um, you can probably take, you know, 10, 15 friends with you and it's fine, right? A, you know, Saturday afternoon, it's going to be a lot more full, that kind of thing. I'm trying to think about the largest group of people I ever went with. And we only had six tubes. So just six people. Can you bring tubes and floaties? That's the rest of Andrew's question. If it takes a tube to get there, absolutely. But... I think that if it's a small space, again, Mm. uh, you got to just read the room and figure out if lots of people are swimming around. They don't want to be bumped by your tubes. Yeah. And I think if you bring one and you get there and the place is pretty crowded, don't don't bust it out. 
if you get there and you're by yourself and you want to sit on a thing and, you know, sip a beverage uh, of what have you, then Gatorade. Yeah, Gatorade. Go for it. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much. And listen, not to be adult purity, but be safe. That's the main thing. Be safe. Please be safe. Because we like you and we want you around. Yeah, just be safe. I know it's not as fun. but <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to our researcher, Alex, without whom we would not be able to make the show. Thank you to our editor, Rachel, without whom we would not be able to make the show. Thank you to you for listening. We can make the show without you, but why? Bye. Why, um, why, why? Let's see. We've got some shows coming up next week. Uh, Salt Lake City. Portland and San Diego. Uh, a lot of those are sold out. So if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, get those now. Um, go check out all the great merch at macroymerch.com. Um, what else, Teresa? Well, we always thank Brent Bruntofloss Black for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Thank you to Kayla and Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art. That's at SchmannersCast. And we got a lot of really great questions from there. So keep an eye out um, for when we ask for those questions. Thank you to Bruja Betty Pennant Photography for the cover picture of our fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. If you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans, go ahead and join that group today. Um, also, we are always taking idiom suggestions. We have to remember, write it down through our nose, through your teeth. I'm not going to write anything down. Okay. <laughs> but that's just because I don't like to leave a paper trail. I try to live anonymously. Uh, but we take those at uh, schmannerscast at gmail.com and uh, say hi to Alex when you write in those topic or idiom suggestions because she reads every one. Uh, and that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.